This is The Connection, a Dirty Free Hub podcast connecting gravel cyclists to where they ride through short stories about culture, history, people, places, and lands. This podcast is supported in part by a grant from the Bend Cultural Tourism Fund. Hello, everyone. This is Chris Kutosh, and on today's podcast, Phil Stiff from Bend, Oregon, is going to share his story of bike karma with us. Phil, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Chris, for having me. Excited. Thanks so much for being here. We really appreciate it. And before we get into your story, let me set a little context for how we got here. My wife and I were out to dinner one night, and we hear two girls at the table next to us talking about mountain biking. And obviously, that's more important than what we're talking about, whatever that was. And so we start talking to them. And then at some point, we get on the subject of gravel riding and bikepacking. And then one of the girls says, oh my gosh, you aren't going to believe what happened to my boyfriend. And so that's what brings us here tonight, Phil, with you. So we appreciate you being here. And can you uh, share your story uh, with us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we, probably back in September, um, kind of gone through a series of not being able to do races and, and things that we planned just because of smoke and fire. Um, and so we kind of were just tired of it. We wanted to make plans that we could keep. So we looked for a place up on the coast up, up near Vancouver. So we took a little trip up there, did some biking, hung out in the rain, you know, enjoyed non-smoke weather essentially. Um, and then after that, we came back through Portland and we had some friends there. So we wanted to stay there. Um, but I wanted to make a quick stop at Ikea because I've heard there's actually really good deals on plants there. Uh, sad story. There wasn't any plants. I didn't get anything. Um, and even sadder is when we came out of Ikea, my bike uh, with this entire bikepacking setup was gone. So this had actually been uh, put on my truck. It had U-lock. It had cable, everything. Fortunately, it put um, Hannah's bike inside the car. So hers was, was good. And, and the bike was gone. So, you know, I did, did a little bit of uh, driving around, talked to the people at Ikea for security to see if they could find anything. Um, police is obviously super busy in Portland, so we just had to file a, a report on it. Um, and I was trying to be a little bit more adventurous than I probably should have and trying to drive through some of the camps to try to find where my bike might be and realize that it was a, more of an uncomfortable situation than, than, than I should have kept doing. So uh, kind of gave it a loss for that for that period and went to my friend's house and, you know, uh, had a, had a few beers and, and kind of just felt like it was going to be a loss. Um, no way I was going to see that again. So when you, when you got there at, at Ikea and you locked up your bike, did you think twice about it? Oh, I don't know if this is a good idea. I don't feel too comfortable or were you just, I'm locking it and I'm good. No problem. Uh, well, I was obviously arrogant enough to think that, no, I was good while, you know, my partner said, I'm going to put my bike inside. So, uh, I thought, you know, you locking cable, I had the the, the good equipment, uh, it'd be fine. Ah, uh, okay. And so, t- yeah, that, that's how we are, right? Oh, it's, I got it locked up. It should be no problem, you know, and then someone else, eh, I don't know about that. Maybe that's not the best idea. Okay. And then your bike itself. Tell me about that a little bit. Yep. So I've uh, been really kind of dialing, uh, it's, a, it's a pivot less, uh, dialing it for some races I was planning on doing this year, uh, bike packing centered. And so, I uh, really had gotten, you know, the kind of the, the handlebar bag and the frame bag and, and the seat post bag and all that stuff uh, 
uh, kind of dialed for these races this year. I even got a, a brand new custom set of uh, carbon wheels and uh, DP240 hubs. So uh, it's a pretty, you know, sweet machine that I was really, really happy to have and, and, and excited to race. Um, yeah. So high end bike, good stuff on it, ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. So fast forward, that was about five o'clock in the afternoon at Ikea and then fast forward probably to about 8 AM. Um, and I look at my phone and I have a Strava message on uh, a route that we did in, in Bellingham. And it says, Hey, I have your bike, check your Instagram. And I'm like, what, what, the heck? what is this? What's going on? Uh, so then I pull up Instagram um, and there was a message from another gentleman who had said, my friend has your bike. Here's his phone number. Call him. So I'm just like, what is going like, this is what, what's going on. Uh, so I, I, I call the guy who had the, the, the number that was given to me. Um, and in fact, the guy has my bike. Uh, he's in Portland. Uh, he's, you know, I, I hadn't left Portland yet. We were planning on leaving, uh, a few minutes later and then, basically got got the whole spiel from them and so they said about three o'clock there was a guy rolling up in a uh 350z convertible with a bike in the back and uh, they're, they're sitting outside by their garage and the garage open they have all these bikes in there and so the guy's like hey you guys obviously like bikes are you interested in one that i have uh one of them was just seemed to be a little more braver and said sure i'll come out to your car and look at this and the guy said, Hey, I'll give you this bike for $500. And $500. the guys, the guy was obviously new enough and was smart enough to say, Hey, the bike is stolen. It has a U lock on it. Like I'll give it to you for $300. So the guy got a great deal. Right. So we just talked about all the stuff that's on the bike. So even if he was just to get it for 300, you know, he haggled a great price, uh, even down from the amazing price of 500 and got the bike from. So this guy had my bike paid 300 bucks. I call him next morning and I arrange a time to go over there and get it. Nothing was touched on the bike except for the, the seat post had been moved a little bit. Like he lowered it probably to put in the car. The U-lock was still on the front wheel. Every <laughs> single bag was on the bike still. Inside the bags were, you know, some tools, my toolkit, probably $50 in cash that I had in there. A little Patagonia, uh, like windbreaker that I had in there. Nothing was gone. Literally the only thing that was done to the bike was the seat was lowered and that was it. Wow. I cannot believe that the lock <laughs> is still on the bike and then everything else is in it. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, so, so backing up from that, the fun part is, well, how did they know who I was? Right. Yeah. how they contact you? Yeah. So, uh, one of the guys happens to be into bike packing, sees my bike with the frame frame bag and says, that's a custom frame bag. I know what it is. Uh, it's company loam out of Bellingham. And he happens to be to, to look on their website and their Instagram. And there's a picture of my bike that they posted for the bag that they did. And so because that guy happened to know, happened to do a little bit of research and they happened to take a picture, Loam did, they were able to connect the dots and then contact me to let me know that they have a bike. Wow. Oh my gosh. That is, <laughs> that is too crazy. I mean, that's too many things lining up just, perfectly for this yeah wow it was pretty amazing pretty amazing that people cared enough to do that that you know could have had a sweet deal uh did the right thing looked it up did the work to do it and then you know got it back to me within 15 hours of it being stolen oh my gosh man and and 
how did you feel when it was gone? And then how did you feel when it, you found out that it was returned? I was probably more excited when it was returned than I was upset when it was gone. Cause you yeah. know, you have a little bit of shock. Uh, I didn't, I don't think I had kind of gone through the, like, what's everything that's on my bike, all the bags, all the stuff that's in there. Um, I have renter's insurance, so it kind of covers it, but that would be, you know, this huge hassle. And it's this bike that I really had just kind of been tuning to, to my kind of specific needs for the last, you know, year and a half. And so, uh, I was upset when it was gone, but I'm also very much into like, uh, what's, what's the next thing to do? What do I do and to get, kind of go mode? So, you know, contact insurance, contact police, just kind of go through the motions. Cause I, I honestly didn't think I'd ever see it again. So, uh, that was very much just like, okay, this is what I need to do. When I got the bike back, it was just kind of, you know, mind blowing to say, like this chain of events even happened, right? Just the coincidence that all those things happened and that nothing was touched on it or damaged on it. Like I, I'm riding it perfectly, you know, from then uh, going forward. Wow. What a, I mean, that's just a fantastic story. Um, so now do you leave your bike unattended um, when you're going in somewhere? <laughs> I feel it's a little bit safer in Ben, but at the same time, I'm still, um, basically upgraded to, you know, they have one of those chain chain locks uh, that, that aren't quite as easy to break into, but I, I'm not going to be so willing to leave it, you know, even locked up outside as it was before. Yeah. Um, despite having a really good experience with it. The one time it got stolen, I got it back in 15 hours. I'll, I'll accept that that's a, a coincidence. It's not going to happen again. Yeah, probably not. Oh man. And then the person that returned it have you talked to them uh recently or do you stay in contact with them i haven't haven't been too much in contact with them um i've actually been meaning to reach out to, to loam and kind of send them a little special thank you both of the guys um and so uh, it's kind of on my to-do list a little bit uh, getting further away but this is a good reminder to, to contact them and let them know you know yeah. their bag and, and their their instagram actually saved my bike so that's what a what an awesome story have you raced the bike or ridden it much lately i actually I raced it once just kind of uh my season in general kind of was gone and so i ended up doing turning it into single speed and doing it for a uh, mudslinger event did their inaugural ring of fire so it was a 60 60 mile 100k race right in bend so did that with that bike and did it on single speed and it was terrible because i hadn't been riding single speed at all but yeah, still riding it, not, not racing it too much, but next, next year for sure. Awesome. Well, good luck in that. I know you always do some crazy rides, crazy mileage, and you're, you know, always out there riding strong. So I love to see that. I'm so glad you got your bike back and fantastic story. And that makes me feel good. And I think it'll make a lot of people feel good. So thank you so much for sharing that. Absolutely. Thanks for letting me. Dirty Free Hub is a nonprofit organization fueled by your generous contributions. Find us at dirtyfreehub.org.